Roll Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're here with another special midweek episode. We haven't done this in a while. I'm here with Julie Pyatt. Hi, Rich Roll. Srimati, at Srimati on Twitter and Instagram. Nice to see you. You also happen to be my wife. The mother, I do, sometimes. <laughs> mother of my children. Sometimes I am that. Longtime listeners know you as the person who pops in from time to time to chat about certain subjects at length. We do this maybe every six weeks or so, so something like that. Yeah, six to eight weeks. Right. And uh, meanwhile, you've been doing your own podcast, Divine Throughline. I have been doing that. How has your podcast experience been? How many episodes do you have up I now? I have 80 episodes. That's crazy. Is that great? You're going to like catch me. I am. <laughs> it's my, it's, me. I try not to have goals, but the one goal I do have is to catch you on your podcast. You do something that's very difficult that I would be... Uh, I would be unable to do, which is just talking to the microphone alone. That's definitely the hardest part of this job for me is when I have to read the pre-roll stuff, like all the intro and outro stuff. And it's just me and a microphone. I get all caught up in my head. Like, how do you get to that place where you can just flow with language coming out of your mouth? Well, I think we're just so different. I mean, you really thrive in, in structure and preparation, and I'm trying to remove the structure and the preparation. So I guess, again, it's about, for me, it's about just, I, I know I kind of have a feeling of what I'm going to talk about or, or something theme that's been brought to my attention from emails I receive or people that have asked me questions or something that just affects me. But I try to really be present in the moment so that I can allow this kind of wisdom and perspective to flow through me freely. And many times it's a surprise for me. So it's, so I don't really know everything. It just, I get caught in the moment and then suddenly like it just comes out. And you don't have like a cheat sheet or notes in front of you or anything like that? Yeah, usually not. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. That's crazy. I always print out all these notes and I've got like an outline and all that kind of stuff. We're so different that way. In fact, with past AMA episodes, like episodes like this, I always like make a structure and I'm like, this is what I want to do. And you're like, okay, whatever. You just like flow with it. That's right. We get in like a very kind of friendly fight right before know, right the mic's gone because Rich is like, are you, did you prepare? Are you ready? Did you, do you know what you're going to say? And, uh, you know, I think people who have listened to me on the, on your podcast, I think I've been on like over 30 episodes on the ritual podcast, like quite a few. Right. Um, but it seems to be like when we get in our flow and we're just allowing this kind of interaction between the two of us, something arrives and is given that comes out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. But we didn't and get into a fight today. No, we didn't you know, actually. One of the big reasons why? Why? It's a sunny day. Really? Oh yeah. The weather's nice. Rich loves I it when it's sunny. I swear to God, I feel like a different person. I did not get a good night of sleep last night because I had to pick up Mathis at the airport at like 1130. And look how happy so, you are. And I woke up kind of grumpy because I didn't get my eight or nine hours. Mm -hmm. But then I went and had a monster workout under the nice warm sun. And I feel like a different improved version of myself. I feel good. Yeah. You were created to be in the hot sun. Honestly, I need endless summer. I'm like, this winter has been for Los Angeles. I feel like, you know, cry me a river. We live in LA, but still like all the gray and the rain, like I get down. It's, it really impacts me in a very profound way. And it's so funny because it has the opposite effect on me. Not, I don't like it gray. I like sun. That's really beautiful. But to feel the water that we have received in LA and around California and the the way the happiness of the plants and the trees and literally like the entire earth is just so happy <laughs> and I can feel it in my cells. I definitely rejoice in that like we needed it we need it you know where we've been in this crazy drought and it is absolutely insane how green everything is in this desert of Los Angeles. It looks like Ireland. Like we have, we actually have grass everywhere. We never have grass. All the hills are just bright green, like emerald green, like Ireland. It's amazing. It's gorgeous. So anyway, very happy that we're here on a sunny day and I'm mm -hmm. in a good mood. And we got lots of stuff we're going to get into and talk about today. But first... We're brought to you today by On. I am a total gearhead. I love researching the latest technology for the sports I enjoy. And I've learned that people often overlook apparel, but what you wear isn't just clothes. It is without a doubt, technology. Technology that can make or break 
a performance. And I can tell you, after spending two full days meeting with the apparel wizards at On Labs in Zurich, that On is innovating in this space like no other with next-gen premium fabrics and just this heightened level of sophistication and precision and testing and development and intentionality previously unheard of that puts them just miles beyond the competition. I've been rocking On's high-performance running apparel, including the long tees, the weather jackets, even the climate jacket, all super lightweight, tailor fit, built to move, and just gorgeous to get you out and get it done in fleet foot comfort, no matter the weather. I'm super proud to be a brand partner with this impressive team from increasing product sustainability to improved energy return and impact protection, truly Swiss innovation at its finest. To get you moving, On is offering an exclusive 10% discount. To redeem, head over to on.com slash richroll and use code richroll10 at checkout. We're brought to you today by recovery.com. I've been in recovery for a long time. It's not hyperbolic to say that I owe everything good in my life to sobriety. And it all began with treatment and experience that I had that quite literally saved my life. And in the many years since, I've in turn helped many suffering addicts and their loved ones find treatment. And with that, I know all too well just how confusing and how overwhelming and how challenging it can be to find the right place and the right level of care, especially because unfortunately, not all treatment resources adhere to ethical practices. It's a real problem. A problem I'm now happy and proud to share has been solved by the people at recovery.com who created an online support portal designed to guide, to support, and empower you to find the ideal level of care tailored to your personal needs. They've partnered with the best global behavioral health providers to cover the full spectrum of behavioral health disorders, including substance use disorders, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, gambling addictions, and more. Navigating their site is simple. Search by insurance coverage, location, treatment type, you name it. Plus, you can read reviews from former patients to help you decide. Whether you're a busy exec, a parent of a struggling teen, or battling addiction yourself, I feel you. I empathize with you. I really do. And they have treatment options for you. Life and recovery is wonderful, and recovery.com is your partner in starting that journey. When you or a loved one need help, go to recovery.com and take the first step towards recovery. To find the best treatment option for you or a loved one, again, go to recovery.com. What is the meaning of life? What happens when we die? What is our purpose here? If like me, you ponder these delicious existential questions, I have got just the thing for you. It's called Soul Boom. It's a podcast hosted by everyone's favorite best friend and my friend, the deep thinking and deeply hilarious Rain Wilson, where he communes with intellectuals and entertainers, theologians and philosophers in intimate exchanges that tickle the mind, heart, and yes, the soul. Subscribe to Soul Boom on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. Awesome. So yeah, on the uh, subject of training, a lot of people have been asking me what I'm training for. I've, I've made that announcement in the past, but for people that are maybe new or tuning in, haven't been kind of totally on top of all my postings, I'm training for this race called Otillo, which is the Swim Run World Championships. It's in Sweden uh, in early September, and it is a ultra distance swim run race, which means over the course of a day, this is like an eight hour race, you end up running about 40 miles and swimming about 10 kilometers, but there's 52 transitions. So you're literally always changing it up. 52 transitions. Right, so you swim across these fjords and freezing cold water and you climb up on these rocks and swim across these little islands and then you jump back in the water and you swim again and then you climb up on another island and you just do it again and again and again. And you do the whole thing in this modified wetsuit with your running shoes on. So you're literally swimming with your shoes on the whole day. Wow. It's crazy. So it's going to be super fun. The other cool thing about it is that you do it in pairs, teams of two, and you're tethered to the other person. 
So I'm literally tethered. I'm going to be doing it with Chris Howth, my coach. Oh my God. Tethered to each other. So crazy. I thought you were going to be doing like a relay type of thing. No, it's not a relay. You do the whole thing together and you're only as good as your weakest link. So you're literally like tied to each other the whole day, which is pretty cool. I had a call with Chris yesterday and we were kind of talking about strategy and how we're going to, you know, kind of tweak the training to get ready for this. And we're thinking about doing at some point this summer, a training camp in Tahoe to get used to swimming in the cold water and like running on rocks and mountains and things like that. Um, with hopefully with Hillary Biscay, former podcast guest, who's doing it with Carol, our friend Caroline Burkle. That's going to be great. So anyway, I'm looking forward to it. My training and the point that I'm that I'm trying to make uh, in a roundabout way is that I started training with intention in early November. So I haven't raced in five years. And as you know, like I've sort of stayed modestly fit. Like I get up and do stuff every day, pretty pass, much every day. Pretty much. But that's different from training with purpose and intention. Mm-hmm. So I, I started that back up in November. And it was only last week that I felt like I was starting to click in to how I used to feel when I was racing Ultraman. So it literally took four months of very focused, concerted effort just to get back to a baseline. And there were plenty of times where I was concerned. I was like, I'm not feeling it. Like, I don't feel that good. Maybe at 50, you know, after taking that much time off, it's just not gonna come back. And I was ready to kind of make peace with that and just be like, well, it is what it is. I'm doing this for the joy, for the fun, for the love. And I don't have, you know, uh, visions of grandeur of winning this thing. I just want to go and challenge myself and have a good time. But literally a week ago, it clicked in. Like my body has completely changed in the last like six weeks. And now I kind of like, I'm starting to feel like my old self again. So I'm pretty excited. That's really great. I mean, you look great and your energy feels great. And I love you when you're training. This is like the best thing for you. And I think that all of us have to remember that this body is, is, uh, you know, it's not static. Like, like, you know, we, like we've all experienced and especially in your story, you've experienced, it's like, you can't sort of rest on the laurels of yesterday, what you did Mm -hmm. yesterday. And I think in this climate of this moment on the planet being alive right now, we really don't have the luxury to lay back and to allow that to happen anymore. And so I, I would think for you and also for me, definitely commitment for me, um, this physical uh, mon- body, mind, spirit, uh, a union and integration has to continue with, with purpose, with a very, very specific intention in mind, because the world needs us to show up at that level right now. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, I mean, I think the primary subject that we want to get into today has to do with how to be a strong uh, beacon or lighthouse of strength, conviction, and positivity in this kind of swirling typhoon of dissonance and uh, anxiety and consternation and conflict that we find ourselves in right now. We're in a very divided culture at the moment. Um, There's a lot of uh, attention being uh, placed on the political climate, not just in the United States, but across the world as the kind of ripples of what's happening here is impacting people all over the place. And I think it's more important than ever to be mindful and conscious about how one comports themselves. Um, because I think it's very easy to get caught up in the pornography of what is happening. And it's easy to kind of get off kilter and become emotional and reactive and sort of out of balance. Right. And so, you know, let's, let's talk about that. Like where you have some really interesting kind of strong ideas about how to do this. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, we, we all recognize, I mean, I think that, that one can recognize now that we, you know, we are not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy, like it literally, like our world has broken open into another level of experience. And, you know, this is something that I've been, uh, you know, talking about and feeling and exploring my entire life. And I've, I've always been kind of this strange one in the back of the room while everybody's living this sort of very mundane, you know, life on a certain level. And I think we even saw like at the Oscars, which is just so, so mind blowing is that we have to understand that you can even win an Oscar for best picture, your name be announced, go on stage and receive the award and it not be true. 
I think that is, I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of a demonstration of like the land we're in now. Things are not as they seem. They are not as they seem. And this is for all of our benefit. This is because we are being pushed and alchemized and, um, you know, uh, rubbed and transformed to understand that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. I mean, this life is not just about worshiping the greed Lord and acquiring things and gaining titles and positions. And, you know, then we die and that's it. I mean, this is a, a school. It's an earth school that we're coming to learn and to experience more of the deeper qualities of what it really, really means to be a divine human being. And this landscape and this play that is going on with all of its horrors, with all of its absurdity, is providing the ripe soil, the fertile soil for us to really become who we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be, you can perceive it as a moment of strife and conflict, or you can shift your perspective and tilt that prism and look at it as a moment of opportunity or a call to action for yourself, right? So this came up in the podcast that I had yesterday. I interviewed this guy, Adam Braun. That one's not going to go up for a while, but he's a guy who was on the Wall Street track. You know, this guy went to Brown, super smart, always thought he was going to be like a hedge fund guy. And through a series of kind of what he calls lightning moments, had to really, uh, flip the mirror and reconsider how he was living. And he was able to find a brand new purpose for his life. And now he's all about giving back and philanthropy. He started an organization called Pencils of Promise. That's amazing. And now he's got this new organization that I'm not going to get into because it's not public yet, but it will be by the time I, uh, I air the podcast. And what's interesting about that is he's a powerful example of somebody who was able to look at uh, a series of events that one could consider as tragic. And yet he was able to channel that into a very positive call to action. And it's grounded in, there's a guy called Dan Pink who has written extensively about motivation. He did an amazing Ted talk about it, but basically his core kind of premise is that in order to live the most, uh, kind of engaged, fulfilling life, you need, uh, you need agency over yourself. You need to be in pursuit of mastery and you need purpose or meaning, right? And so I think this confluence of events and this environment, this climate that we find ourselves in is an opportunity to reflect upon how we're living our own lives and to really take stock and inventory of those three kind of pillars and to really gauge where you're at with that. And if you're not feeling like you have agency over your life and you don't feel like you're on a path to mastery of anything and you feel that your life is without that kind of core purpose that drives you, it's an opportunity to start to look within, right? And to try to find a way to tap into something that perhaps can give your life a little bit more meaning that helps you to stand outside this construct of, um, you know, capitalist material accumulation and status, and instead find something that allows you to be of service and to find meaning in, um, in, in giving, not necessarily in a philanthropic way, but in a way that allows you to express whatever innate gifts that you came into being with so that you can actualize them and make them your offering to the world. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think in, and I think that's the key thing. I think this is, this is not the age of service in that, you know, we're all going to be Mother Teresa. That it's not that paradigm anymore. It's literally finding out who you are at a divine design level. Like, what were you made for? What were you created for? What gives you joy? And I think that, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. We are being required to show up in our lives with a, with an enhanced, um, a, 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 an enhanced and laser focus of really um, stepping into being our best and most authentic self. And that requires self-care. It requires discernment. It, requir it requires making choices over the thoughts we are allowing our mind to think, um, over our actions, over our speech. Literally in every moment of the day, we have an opportunity 
to meet life in a higher sense, in a, in a higher expression. And, uh, anything that is an automatic old pattern, uh, is just, there's no time for it. There's, there literally is no time for it. And this can sound, this conversation can sound like, you know, lip service or, you know, yeah, just live your, your best self. Meanwhile, there are people being murdered and animals being violently abused and killed and, uh, you know, people being discriminated against and our rights being taken away. And there's, you know, there's a lot of weird shit happening right now. So let, let's be clear about that. It's not that, uh, all of it is happening and all of it is very intense and, and, uh, we are all going to be required to take action like never before in our life to stand up for, uh, the, the beautiful qualities of what it means to be a divine human being. And it was interesting because I've had the immense pleasure of being able to be with Guru Singh, uh, quite a lot over the last month. Friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Friend of the pod. Um, and he's just, you know, as you guys all know, I've studied with many, many gurus and teachers, you know, throughout my whole life in different traditions. And the beauty about Guru Singh is that, first of all, Guru Singh is so dope. That's my, he's super dope. <laughs> he's super dope. That's my, my, uh, my tagline about him. But no, he's, um, he's so available. He's so accessible. He's a householder. He's a human. He's, he's a musician. He's a father. He's a grandfather. And so to be able to speak to him about spiritual, um, concepts and loves and perspectives and have such a, such a conversation and such an exchange of energy is something that I value greatly. And just in my divine design, I understand and recognize him as a treasure. He is a treasure and he is uh, a beautiful master that is here to uh, remind us that we all are masters. Um, And so one of the things that I was talking to him about is, uh, of course, I, you know, I have a huge amount of respect uh, for Michael Moore and the uh, role that he has played and that he stepped into in our society to really sort of, uh, you know, take some, um, some, um, moves and a stance in, you know, the political landscape. And, you know, he's come up with this, uh, you know, things that you do every day, things that you can do every day to preserve our rights and to preserve, um, uh, you know, uh, human you know, compassion and, and qualities and, and freedom for all and, and all these beautiful things. And even some of our friends like Zoe and Daryl, um, they're using this tagline resistance, like resist, you know, and when I feel into that spiritually, it, it's not, it doesn't feel in alignment because resisting is fighting against something, right? And it's also resisting is an old vibration. It's old paradigm. We're not going back in history to an old way of living. We have to quantum leap into the future. We've got to literally turn everything on its ear and, and emerge with something that no one ever thought of before. So in order to do that, it's like words, actions, thoughts, deeds, they all carry a vibration. So I was talking to Guru Singh about working with me and collaborating to come up with like an, like an action spiritual program that includes all these beautiful things of, you know, the resistance call it, or of standing up and participating in the human collective. Um, understanding that we're global citizens, that we are international citizens, that we are all earthlings and that it is not, you know, when we kill our brother or our sister, we're killing ourselves. We're hurting ourselves. We are not disconnected from each other. We are the same. And so, uh, we were, you know, we were discussing this and and Guru Singh thought this was a great idea. And I just know he has a treasure of information to share with us. And we're going to develop that over the next weeks. But one of the, the words he already came up with after I discussed with him was the next class. He was saying, we're not going to resist. We're going to insist like, literally insist it is nature the insistence of nature and what is the like to contextualize that what is the difference between resistance and insistence well i want to kind of pull like there's all these ephemeral ideas that we're talking about but how can we like pull them down from the clouds and like ground them in you know tangible sort of relatable concepts and actions okay so i wanted to speak to that right, right now, because 
One thing that you have to understand is that there are two sides to the universal experience. One is masculine or logical, which is what you just described in that last little line. The other half- I am I am very masculine. Okay. The other half is feminine or magical or magical. It's the illogical. It's completely unreasonable, literally completely unreasonable, right? So what you have to do is, is shift your perspective of the illogical being incomplete or not, not useful because you want to always make sense of it. You know what I mean? We have to understand both are needed. Both energies are needed. So, um, what I would say is that's part of this quantum thing that I think there's literally going to be one, one time I had this channeling session with this amazing, um, uh, entity named Dr. Peebles. <laughs> uh, so some people go to the movies. Sometimes I, I would go to the channel. This was channeled by this beautiful, um, beautiful being named Natalie, who is really quite gorgeous. But anyway, I had this amazing session years and years ago, and I was asking something about my life and I can't remember what. And the answer that came back channeled through her was, while you're trying to decide whether to paint the wall pink, blue, or yellow, your higher self will simply kick the wall away. That was so profound to me. So what I'm saying is you got to get out of your head. You got to get out of the logical and you got to get into your heart and the feeling part of it. And that's part of um, you know, this focus on what's going on, uh, in our po political system, um, the calling out of how bad it is, how wrong it is, uh, even making fun of it. Although there has been, you know, epic Saturday night live, you know, uh, offerings, you know, unparalleled, truly like a John Belushi moment has been happening. Uh, but we have to understand that, you know, evolution doesn't need us to, um, talk more about what's wrong. Okay. When you talk about that, then your ego feels good and fulfilled because you've pointed out the injustice, but energetically we, we have to do more. We have to, we really have to not get caught in that. And so finding this connection to your heart through movement, through yoga, through meditation, through this spiritual connection where you, you understand and you know that all is well. You understand that everything that is happening is happening exactly on plan. And now you have an opportunity how you're going to meet that and how you're going to participate in it. Right. I get all that, but I'm still... It's not that I insist that it all be, um, you know, reduced to, you know, logical steps. I'm just trying to understand it as best that I can and then apply it in real world scenarios, right? So let's say somebody's listening to this, they hear it, they're like, okay, cool. And then they go to their relative's house for dinner and there's people of all different sorts of opinions at the dinner table, and there's lots of ideas swirling around, some of which you may agree with, some of which you may not agree with. How do you navigate that to, you know, to be in alignment with the principles that you're suggesting? Well, like, I mean, that's I what think I'm saying. Like, how do we, yeah, I mean, like, I want to understand what exactly it is I'm supposed to do. Well, I would say, you know, before we go to those steps is I just want to try an, a little experiment with you. So I want you to just close your eyes and I want you to feel uh, the word resistance. When I say resistance, resist, resist. Right. Well, resist. It, has, it has a a little bit of a negative connotation and it implies force. Okay. Right? It applies right. pushing against something. Okay. So it's a it's a it's a it's a negative counterpoint to an opposing force. And actually, you would say in spiritual terms, it is it is it is a form of violence. Do you understand that? You said it. Yeah, it could be construed as a defensive position. But feel it instead of it can be construed. That's an intellectual feel into what is the vibration of the word resist. You already said it. You're a very intuitive person. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I, I can be okay, with, so you got I'm that. with you on so that. So now let's just explore. Now close your eyes and let's, let me give you insistence. 
So now describe insistence to me. I insist. No, I insist. No, I insist. Well, that implies more. It, it, it implies like creating a healthy boundary around yourself, right? Mm -hmm. There's still a pushing to it it's a, a little bit. Commitment. I think it's mm -hmm. a commitment. When I feel into it, it feels like mother, like mother saying, uh, no, I insist. Like it must be this way. We must care for our fellow humanity, humans. We must care for the earth. We must take responsibility. The resist feels like, you know, there's going to be violence. Mm -hmm. So it, it's just one example. Listen, it's a word. I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, like all the things that all these amazing people have come up with, they're all standing up and they're trying to do something. And I applaud that. And I'm, what I'm saying is let's take the whole resistance concept. Let's open our arms and our hearts and let's bring it into our being and let's in fact elevate it and go one better. Or how about go exponentially multidimensional better so that we can allow ourselves to receive information, creativity, ideas, um, systems that we never thought of before. Okay. We can't be stuck in a past thought. We have to be present in the now. And that would bring me to your second question, which I would say, of course, as you and I have always said on this podcast is the best form of, of leadership is to be a living example. So again, we have an opportunity to look inside of ourselves any place that we are uh, participating in violence in all kinds of different ways. And none of us are perfect and none of us are completely free. So there's many ways we can look into that. We can stop eating meat. We can stop uh, wearing leather. We can, uh, you know, we can stop using violent words. We can stop watching violent movies and TVs thinking that it's entertainment. Okay, because we need the consciousness. Our consciousness has to be reflecting the highest divine outcome. So that means all of thoughts are things, emotions are things, actions are things, words are things. All of those things matter. So we all have an opportunity to refine it. And I would say, if you go to a dinner and you meet somebody who has a different opposing view than you are, to truly listen and be open. And I would stand closer to that person right now. Mm -hmm. And I would find the thing that you can connect on. Just one thing. Everybody has one thing. It could be, you know, that you like their hair color or that they're an amazing parent or that, um, you know, they, they do good work in the world, you know, whatever it is, we have to find where we are similar rather than fight against and do, you know, Guru Singh shares about this extensively. Do not make fun of someone and expect them to connect with you. Mm -hmm. Because if you make fun of them, even a little bit, they're going to go into defensive mode. They're going to defend themselves. So what we need now is we need grownups. And we need, you know, as Guru Singh had beautifully described it. There's a lot of children that are in very powerful positions right now. Okay. We don't need to be angry about that. Um, we, uh, there's a lot of work to be done. <laughs> so we are being required to be the masters, to be the graduate students, to be the, you know, the greater forces and the more developed consciousness and, you know, participate in this transformation. And it is, it is going to be a wild ride. I mean, it is, it's just started. It's only, what is the date today? It's March 1st. <laughs> right. So it's- It's been eight weeks or something and, like and that. And I'm not, you know, again, I'm not making light of it. It's, it's not a light thing. You know, it, being human is a very real thing, but we came here as spiritual beings to be fully human at this time. And, you know, Rich and I were even discussing, you know, our schedule is getting so refined so refined because the energy is needed for the highest use. So there isn't time for, you know, just a party or this little social thing here, or, you know, it's, we're literally being called to actualize the highest aspect of ourselves that we can. And that requires that we are very discerning about, you know, who we spend our time with, what we spend our time doing, uh, anything, you know, in the day. 
You are listening to this podcast because you care about improving your health and your well-being. But this quest is incomplete if you have yet to add my friend Dr. Rangan Chatterjee's Feel Better, Live More podcast into your listening quiver. An RRP favorite and someone I'm personally quick to call when I'm in need of good advice. From nutrition to mindset, fitness, and relationships, each episode is packed with the tools you need to become the architect of your health. Subscribe to Feel Better, Live More, available wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. There are certain rare people who have a powerful voice and know how to use it. My friend Amanda Decadene is one such human. The podcast is called The Conversation because it is the conversation, a groundbreaking series of raw and honest exchanges on the issues that matter most, mental health, sex, politics, ambition, gender roles, and more. Listen to The Conversation wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. There is so much health information out there. It can feel overwhelming and leave even the most well-intentioned confused about what's what and who to trust. Well, the first person that I call when I'm seeking clarity is my friend and nutrition expert, Simon Hill, host of the fantastic podcast, The Proof. Each week, Simon matches wits with brilliant scientists, translating their evidence-based insights into actionable tools for better well-being. Subscribe to The Proof, available wherever you get your podcasts, and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. Well, I think the, the extreme divisiveness that we're seeing across culture at the moment is making it more and more difficult to identify our shared humanity. And 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 that idea that we all are here, you know, common inhabitants of this spinning blue globe uh, is imperiled because of the dissonance, right? And so I think part of what you're saying is we have to find our way back. We have to find a way to still, nonetheless, irrespective of everything, continue to find the the means to relate to everybody where they're at, right? Yeah, and I so mean- So there's a beautiful, it just, it reminded me, remember Andrew Morgan, who's been on the podcast, he's the director of the, yeah. film, the documentary True, True Cost. Cost. He just started this YouTube series and the name eludes me. I think it's called Untold Stories or Untold America or something like that. And he's traveling all across the United States and meeting with all kinds of, people that have different points of view than him and and just sitting with them, like spending a week with them and trying to understand them in a very open and compassionate way. And he's making these incredible videos out of it. <clears throat> I'm going to share it in this week's roll call. Um, it's really quite compelling and, and beautiful because that is, I think, speaks to what you're talking about, which is having a sense of, of self and, but being open to the compassionate greater good of humanity and trying to identify with human beings across all, you know, sections of socioeconomic, you know, uh, status and race, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, the, the greatest human quality is empathy. You know, it's our ability to feel empathy for another. And we all as humans, we all need, desire, want the same things. It's not different because you live in a different country or your skin is a different color or your hair is a different color. I mean, this is so elementary, like that you would think that, you know, someone would be uh, more desirable than another because of the color of their skin uh, or their sexual preference. So we're really getting caught up in things that, you know, consciousness is just celebrating everything just because it exists at all. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, again, like, you know, this moment is required for us to remember our divinity, because if it wasn't this intense, we would just still be going on doing whatever it is that, you know, we do mm -hmm. as a collective. So if somebody's listening to this and they're struggling with 
these ideas or they're finding themselves reactive or uh, challenged in their ability to you know remain composed um, in light of you know the fear mongering and everything that's going on like what is the path to what is the path to uh, creating more mastery of self around uh, you know, these ideas. Well, I did, you know, a recent podcast on it. The title was, um, you know, transforming frustration into knowing, right? When you, again, you feel into the energy of frustration. If any, anybody's been following the political, um, you know, play, uh, it, it can just pull you into mass frustration, right? Because you can't understand how these things are actually happening, you know, in, in, in our country around the world. Um, and, uh, again, it goes back to spiritual connection. It's all about spiritual connection because if you understand that this earth and this life is for our evolution, it's for our unfoldment. It's so we can transform many energies that have been very out of balance. There's many energies that are happening on this planet that are not high vibrating violence, murder, slavery, it's been going on all along. And the only difference is it's like someone came in and turned a huge light on and the cockroaches are scurrying left and right all over the place. This stuff has existed on the planet. I mean, make no mistake, it has been going on for thousands of years. So we kind of had it all sort of in a place where it wasn't really seen or you didn't really look at things that way. And now I think that you know, we're really understanding that we don't really live in a world that we thought we lived in. Mm -hmm. So now what, you know, what is our choice? Our choice is to develop that spiritual connection, which gives you the knowing that this consciousness is playing out exactly the way that it is supposed to. If this is a new idea to somebody, though, the idea of cultivating spiritual connection, how does one begin that? Well, I would say, first of all, it begins with your diet. So I would look at what you're eating, immediately cut out processed foods, consider adopting a plant-based diet, get rich in my cookbook, The Plant Power Way. Um, <laughs> get, no, book. but it's true. I mean, you asked me why, and I'm uh -huh. just sharing. Uh, you know, I just spent the last two years developing a cheese book, This Cheese is Nuts, all with plant-based cheeses. The second thing is, and, you know, really super important, get yourself on the mat, get yourself to a yoga class. And, you know, I know movement is really good, but it's not the same. I'm talking about really, really finding a connection to your spiritual nature. And this is, a, it is beyond religions, has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with the one breath that is breathing all of us. So yoga, just getting into the asana, starting to breathe, starting to practice pranayama, any type of yoga, find it in your local town, wherever you live. Um, follow Guru Singh on Facebook. He streams live his uh, teachings and classings. They are genius. He's funny. He's uplifting. You will be uh, you will, you will leave with a much more positive framework and some tools, um, to start to loosen the frustration, um, feel into your body where there's hardness, where you're holding, where you're blocking and consciously find a way to let go of those ideas, thoughts, feelings, traumas. We have to commit to heal ourselves. We have to really look at what's happened in our life and really um, commit to ourselves to release the trauma. Um, I do healing techniques, you know, on my podcast all the time. You can listen to Divine Throughline. It's all free. And uh, I am sort of going, leading everybody on a process of transformation through what I offer on that show. Um, so it, this is a, this is a spiritual journey, folks. Uh, it, this is earth school. So we are spiritual beings having a human experience and everything that is happening is for us, for our awakening, for our remembrance into that, which we are. And I am no more spiritual than any other being on this planet. And everyone is potentially divine potentially because you have to exercise the free will and, and make the move. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just going to happen just because you're, you exist. So, um, I think that, that that's a really important point. We all, we all tend to believe that we're exercising free will every day, all day long in our lives. And I think we're, uh, not as conscious as we should be to how our behaviors, our actions, our thoughts, our words are 
sort of embedded and programmed based on our life history, our buttons that were installed as young people, our past traumas, and all of these things that create cycles and patterns that become deep grooves that can almost be predictors of how we're going to behave or react in a given situation um, at the you know at the at the cost of free will, right? So this path towards sort of mastery and getting on the mat and getting conscious and doing that like deep interior work and the meditation and the mindfulness is a journey towards greater self-will so that you're not reactive, that you can create a new groove and change the narrative, right? Like right now, there's a narrative going on culturally and there's the narrative of self. There's the narrative of the story that you tell yourself about who you are. And chances are that's a false story, right? So, so it's a call to action to pick apart that story, to examine it, to get to a point where you can identify what is true and what is not true about the story of yourself and start to piece together a new story, a story of, um, a story that can, that can lead you towards greater agency towards mastery and towards that, that journey of finding a purposeful, meaningful life. Right. I mean, and I mean, ultimately, you know, the, those stories, any of those stories that we tell ourselves are all illusion. They're, they're all, they're all not really the truth. The truth is, is that we are all consciousness, which is pure love. You know, that is, that is the, there, and that really isn't a story. It's a state of being, you know, it's a state of awareness. Um, uh, but what I would say is, um, things are even getting weirder. Okay. So it's, it's not even, it, it's almost like gone to another level now. And the other thing that we have to continually ask ourselves is where are the thoughts we are thinking coming from? And well, that's how what I was sort of getting at with free will, right? Like right. we, th we think we're creating those thoughts, but but all right, continue. No, but I'm not saying they're created from your past trauma that you had this lifetime. I'm saying that they're being impulsed and they're being pulsed through our human grid, through like an energetic grid around the planet. So literally all this obsession with the electronics, with the, with the AI, with, uh, you know, uh, programs, TV programs, um, you know, Twitter, like all the social media, everything. I mean, we just experienced you know, we have this thing flying around, this fake news thing flying around. I mean, the the whole paradigm is starting to crumble in many different ways. So I want to just propose that just because a thought enters your mind, that thought might not even be coming from you, okay? It might be coming from some, some other force, some other vibration that is directing at you. Um, it could be from somebody you're, you're walking next to. It could be... Um, you know, residual from some sort of media that you're addicted to. So again, all these are impulses. Energy is something and everything that's happening is affecting our experience. So when I say thoughts are things, like I'm like, it's, it's up to us to understand that the mind is a great tool that can be used for many things like coming up with programs and structures and getting places on time and and these type of things, but your real mind is in your heart. Your heart knows and your body knows. And we have to switch the place where we're um, originating from, okay, out of the mind and place it in the heart, get grounded in the heart. And those were those two exercises when I was saying, feel into what the word feels like. That is a high divine intelligent not an analysis of the definition of the word. Hmm. Do you see? Yeah, I'm getting it. Like I'm at a loss for what to say next because I'm just trying to. Trying to. I'm, I'm, I'm but that's that good because you you got all your senses out and you're that. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I, let me let me just share this too. I shared this on my own podcast, but it, there there is a, an an escalation of frequency right now that is happening on the planet, and there is a lot of solar plasma that is coming into the earth field that has never been here before. And this, what does that mean? Solar plasma. Just say it's uh, it's divine energy, <laughs> okay. light energy. We'll we'll say light energy. Okay. So, and and that energy creates a friction. It creates um, uh, an intensity. And many 
will experience that energy as enlightenment. Okay. There are going to be many, many, many masters walking on this planet in body. This is a glorious time of spiritual evolution. Like we have no idea. Like when I'm talking about it, I just have goosebumps all over my body. This is a divine moment, a beautiful moment, a glorious moment. Uh, we just have to stay out of the, uh, the dark ugly of it and commit to riding this wave, you know, into a greater level of awareness. Um, part of the side effect of this kind of energy coming into the field is that in some people and beings, it creates the opposite. It, it creates psychosis or fragmentation. So this is another reason why we really must treat our bodies as divine temples. They have to be, you have to understand that everything you're putting in your body is affecting you. Um, and we will see our fellow brothers and sisters, um, some of them experience this intensity in not a good way. And the other day I was walking in public and a woman started screaming at me, just uh, violently screaming at me and asking me if I was stealing children. And, and I, I had this moment cause I was with, I was with my daughter and I was out in a parking lot and I threw all my senses up, you know, like as a whole organism, like I was feeling into the whole thing to discern what was at hand, like what was happening because she was very agitated and screaming at me that, you know, I was stealing children and then, you know, I, I, I did a check, like, did I steal children? No, <laughs> but it was, you know, it was very unsettling, but because of my training, because I know what's going on, I was able to hold neutral and I was able to get into, you know, inside Starbucks. And I'd say, but I did about 85% great job of just staying neutral and understanding with compassion that she was fragmented, you know, and just, I didn't go into her into her experience. I didn't scream back at her like, mm -hmm. you know, no, I didn't steal children, you idiot. <laughs> you know, that's the thing is, you know, we don't, you don't want to get involved in any drama. You don't want to get involved in that back and forth. So you need to stay neutral, stay Jedi, stay neutral, stay in your own field, keep your hands to yourself, and then, you know, make a discernment. But um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's going to get a lot weirder. That's all I have to say. It's super weird right now. I, I don't think there's any any disagreement that it's probably going to get a lot weirder. Um, it's just it's super wild times right now. And so with that, with all of that kind of energy out in the world, it's very easy to get thrown off your game. You know what I mean? Like I found myself, <clears throat> you know, on the one hand, I'm very politically kind of uh, educated now. And like I grew up in Washington, D.C. I grew up in politics. In high school, I was totally dialed into everything that was happening on Capitol Hill. Like, that's just what you do when you live in Washington. And then living out in Los Angeles, just, you know, it's just not part of, just not part of the sort of general consciousness of your everyday life. But now with everything that's going on, I'm like following it intently. But, and, and I can, I can, um, I can sort of, uh, justify that or rationalize that as being sort of, you know, educated and, active in that conversation, but it becomes pornographic. It's like you wake up in the morning and you're like, I wonder what happened today. Like, I got to find out what kind of crazy stuff is going on, you know, and I'm on Twitter. Like, I'm trying to find out what the big news story is going to be. And, and then I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is not, this is not my mission. You know, this is not my, and, 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 but I think the thing that I butt up against that I don't know that I have an answer for is the demarcation line between sort of self-mastery, you know, being, you know, being in that neutral zone and being kind of like intentional about my thoughts and my words and my actions versus a responsibility to speak to or speak out um, on things that I see that I find, you know, sort of require uh, comments. Right. So where do you so so do you do you just opt out of that conversation completely or where do you draw the line in terms of, um, you know, as, as both of us with audiences and, you know, people that follow us on social media, is there a responsibility to speak our truth on that or is that for somebody else to do? Well, I think that. um I think it's both. I mean, I think that not every cause is everyone's cause, but I think as a general comment, 
we are required to speak out. The key is, how are you speaking out? What is the energetic resonance that you are holding when you're speaking out? What is the intention? And what energy field are you able to hold? So can and, and you when go- you're, when you're speaking out, how, what is the difference between speaking out in resistance versus speaking out in insistence? Well, I think it's an, it's a quality of energy. So I can tell you, you know, I went to the first two protests that I've been to in my entire life. And I can say that when I went to those pro protests, you went to the women's march and you went to LAX, LAX. Yeah. And I was, uh, consciously walked in, um, in complete love compassion and celebration for humanity and not fighting against anything. I brought in as much high, high vibrating energy as I could muster, as I could, as I could cultivate. And I walked in with that, not with any, um, no, no, uh, what I want to say, it's, it, I would call it violence. It, it feels like a hardness in my body. I can feel it. So I would say you have to feel totally open and fluid. You have to be completely fluid and don't feel any blocks in your body. And you have to be present in the moment. So you know what your intention is. You know that what you're insistent on, you're committed to be the mama, to be the you know, the, the mother lion energy who has to be fierce sometimes, but the way that that's done is not, it's like, it's not premeditated. Do you see? So when you're, when you're in a true yogic state of harmony and balance, um, what we say, what's said in the yogic texts or scriptures is that there is no need for rules when you're in perfect balance because the divine human is a divine being, right? And if you're in balance in that moment, you will take the right spontaneous action. That action might include even, even in the scriptures, I'm going to say, I'm not saying this, but it, it could even include violence. But the difference is that the violence is of a warrior and there's no pre, there's no premeditation. Like you've heard stories of like gurus who like, uh, you know, J Japanese Zen masters who, who would beat their students with a stick or hit them with a stick. But the difference is when they use that stick, there's no, there's no history. There's no violence in that being. It's simply a correction, right? So you can't say, okay, I'm a, I'm an agent for peace. So therefore someone can walk in my house and hurt my children. No. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a, it's a quality of vibration and that's why I go back to the yoga and to the spiritual practice. The spiritual co connection, the spiritual communion has to be the first thing, not the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth thing, the first thing. And if you have that line established and you cultivate that through devotion, um, uh, Guru Singh was sharing recently that um, he was saying, be devotional, not emotional. And I was like, ah, oh, because, you know, I'm all devotional. That's just mm -hmm. everything. And I've seen the fruits in my life that I have been given, the miracles that have appeared in my life from holding that devotion, from making the commitment to hold the highest Christ, call it Christ as an energy, not religious, but as a high vision for the highest thing. That is really being a healer in action, if I can hold you in your highest vision without ripping you down, without seeing your worst, I can contribute to something great, something miraculous. So you take somebody, I'm just going to, you know, like who's in our presidential office. Um, I can view that entity as a young soul, understanding that this soul agreed to play its part in this unfoldment. And I can stay out of the personal emotions, lower emotions. And that's intelligent because if I allow myself to get into name calling and frustration and that I've just, I've just been allowed, I've allowed myself to be drawn down. Mm -hmm. So I have to, it, it takes work. It's a practice. It's not like, you know, that's why spiritual path is hard, but if we can hold and just know, like even in the landscape of things beyond any personalities, that the cosmic play is at hand 
And we all incarnated from this moment for this moment right now. And we all get to step into our mastery. All we have to do is say yes and commit our lives to that. And even if like atrocities happen, which they are every single day, a wonderful way to meet that every day when you put your head down on the pillow is that you committed your life to your soul, to your individual blueprint. You, you lived it at the very highest level that you could, the very most divine level that you could. And then after that, like we don't, you know, we, we, you know, we don't have control over everything from our human station. You really, it is becoming a Jedi master, right? When you watch, when you totally. watch the Jedi masters, they are not reactive. They are not emotional. They are masters. And that at times they have uh, actions that are fueled by insistence, although it's called the resistance, isn't it? Like in Star Wars, yeah. they call it the resistance. There's a lot of violence, Again. but, but it's, it's almost not, it's non-reactive, right? It's self-mastery. Yeah, it's self-mastery and it's, it's the commitment to, to the force, right? It's the commitment to the force and there is the dark side. And in this planet, in this system, there is dark and light. That's the setup. And what the opportunity that we have as souls for evolution here are magnificent. They are great. And you don't get this kind of opportunity in many other scenarios and other systems of life and other planetary systems. So, this is it. This is the play we're in and we are required. This is not about opting out. It's not about staying in a cave. It's about going into this experience. Um, I am really, really, uh, excited, overjoyed, um, hopeful and knowing that we are going to see so many amazing expressions uh, arise and, and come through so many amazing human beings. Um, we're going to see things we've never seen before because this level of intensity is calling us to task. That's a beautiful place to put a pin in it. I think for today. Thank you, Julie Pyatt. Thanks, Ritual. Thanks for having me on. That was powerful. Well, thank you. You feel good? Yeah, I feel good. Awesome. Always happy to share on your show and uh, really appreciate everybody who emails us and reaches out and stops us on the street. And uh, it's been just a crazy experience to be able to share and commune and exchange energy with so many beautiful humans. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. So before we uh, end this for today, uh, a couple quick announcements. Julie and I are headed to Australia shortly in a couple of days, right? We're going to be Can't in Australia. Wait, yeah, we're leaving on the 6th. We're going to be in Sydney for like 10 days. Just 10 days. Yeah, yeah. 10 days. We have an event uh, on the 16th in Sydney. It's called Living the Plant Power Way. And then on the 17th in Melbourne. They're going to be really awesome evenings. We have these beautiful venues, large venues, uh, and we're going to talk and we're going to do Q&As and we're going to commune over ideas that we share. What is the agenda for those evenings? Do you well, know? Well, I'm opening the evenings with a meditation. So it's going to be um, a visualization and meditation to connect you to your higher self and really open this communication between all of the organs of your body uh, and then all of your community and sort of bring you into the circle. Then Rich is going to give his keynote talk on mm -hmm. Finding Ultra, which is really our story from his perspective. And then I'm going to sing a couple songs and we're going to do a podcast format. I think a Q and a between Rich a Q &A. and me. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, for people that don't live in Australia and can't come, we're going to capture that audio and hopefully I'll be able to share that on the podcast at a later date. But if you are in Australia and you're interested in attending one of these two events, you can find out information at the websites, living the plant power way, right? Livingtheplantpowerway.com, right. Or you can go to my website, and click on appearances and it's listed there with hyperlinks and you can get tickets and all that kind of good stuff. And then beyond that, uh, we are going back to Italy in May. We've, we're announcing our next uh, international uh, plant, you know, the Plant Power Way Italia retreat. Yeah, I'm what so are the excited. dates in May? The you... dates are the 20th, May 20th to the 27th. And uh, it's gonna be an extraordinary week. Uh, it's just a magical place. We've had two trips 
um, there so far. And it's a, it's a magical, amazing, uh, just place that's full of beauty. Right. So it's a seven day, like, you know, transform your life, super intense, super fun program. Uh, it's going to be amazing. If you want to, if that sounds interesting to you, you can learn more about that at plantpowerworld.com. That's yes. our website for that, right? We plantpowerworld.com. Plantpowerworld.com. Right. Um, and uh, that's yeah. it. Anything if you else? guys think it's your divine appointment, come on out. We're going to do yoga, plant-based cuisine for the week, run with Rich every morning. We have a tea ceremony every morning. Uh, we do rituals by the fire and amazing dinners and workshops on relationships and sustainability and who knows, new stuff. Right. It's kind of like camp. Yeah. Actually, I just want to give a shout out to Andrew Davies. Um, he is uh, one of the people that was on the first Plant Power Italia retreat. He's a lovely, lovely uh, man. And he and his wife, Claire, were just very, very uh, happy and excited to be connected to Rich and to me. And they, Andrew actually has taken this whole event on his shoulders and he produced mm -hmm. this event for us in Australia and he's done an extraordinary job. We have some other sponsors and people that are collaborating, Sumo Salad and also Conscious Club. Um, but Andrew, uh, it was really his baby and, uh, it's, it's been amazing to see it come to fruition and we're extremely blessed that he, put his time and energy into creating this amazing event for yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. He's worked really hard on it, and and uh, he's birthed this amazing thing. It's going to be really incredible. He's going to be so, our agent from now yeah. on. <laughs> Andrew, get, right. get started on the next country. He's a doctor. He's going to have to stop practicing medicine. Yeah, he's medicine, an ER so. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, that's it. Um, if you would like to receive a free weekly email from me, I send one out every Thursday. It's called Roll Call. Uh, it's basically five or six things that I came across over the course of the week that intrigued me, articles, podcasts that I listened to, audiobooks, products, just cool stuff. No affiliate links. I'm not trying to make any money off it or anything like that. Just like cool stuff. So if you're into that, um, you can sign up on my website and you should check out Julie's podcast, Divine Through Line on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And she's at Srimati, S-R-I-M-A-T-I on both Twitter and Instagram. So follow her there for divine inspiration and more of the kind of wisdom that you are uh, enjoying listening to today. Thank you. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah. And if you guys are interested in connecting with me for food and recipes, also you can subscribe to my newsletter. It's on my new website, srimati.com. And uh, we'll send you something cool out every week. All right. That's it. Thanks, you guys. You want to take us out with the tagline? What's the tagline? <laughs> what do you mean? How do I end every single podcast? I don't know. I'm like, you don't listen to my podcast. My brain is just clear. Peace. Oh, but you always say plants. peace, plants. Okay, let's back up. So then I say something different. Okay, go ahead. It's been a while. <laughs> it's gonna it's been too long. It. You okay, do so I'll it. say it. Okay, ready? Go. Peace. Plants. Namaste.